Welcome to Conscious Life Spaces Conversations Podcast. My name is Amy Adams, and I'm your guide on this journey today. Thank you for joining me today. Today's episode is a mini-sode. Today's topic touches on science, spirituality, woo-woo-ness, and our own limitations, and other tidbits. So I have been thinking about something a lot lately because I love science. I love facts. I also recognize there are limitations to science. I love spirituality. I think it enhances my life and it might enhance yours. I can only speak for myself because it's a very ultra personal thing. But I think recognizing that we are connected to nature and we are all connected to one another, right? So um, it's actually spirituality is kind of like a loaded kind of thing for me because, um, okay, because I think spirituality, you know, it's such a vague term, but it's also kind of woo-woo sometimes. So the whole like woo-woo factor, I totally love the woo-woo of it. Um because it's like this whole energetic kind of thing. I, th- I think of spirituality as like energy and our energetic body and our energetic being and our, um, I don't really think of it as like a God, like the word God for me. So I'm going to, I digress a little bit, but it's, it's all going to come back around and make a full circle here. I swear. <laughs> um, the thing is that, um, the word God for me was very loaded because I didn't really like that term because I feel like this, um, I know that, uh, some religions, they don't really mean to teach it this way, but they teach it as a big white man who's God. I know it's like a childish, uh, concept of God. So we can get into the whole thing that if there is a God, the kind of immensity, the enormity of what God might be is something that we really don't have the capacity to fully understand as humans. But it's not just God that we don't have the capacity to understand as human beings. We do not have the capacity to understand many, many things as human beings because we are limited by our senses. When you're, at least when I was a kid, we were taught we had five senses. Of course, there are other senses also, and it's not like your sixth sense. It's not intuition, even though that is one. Um, there are other kind of like minor senses, I guess, which uh, one is called interoception. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but there are other senses. There, I think there's like eight senses or something like that, not five, which are the obvious ones. But why am I talking about that? Let me remember why. <laughs> So we have our visual comprehension, which is our vision, our sight. And then we have audition, which is our hearing. And we have gustation, that is taste. And we have olfaction, which is smell, touch, the tactile system, thermoception. And that is our ability to determine heat and cold. And then we have nociception. I'm not sure how you say it, if it's nochi. 
perception or nociception, and that is pain and our experience of pain in our mind and our brain. Equilibrioception, which is our balance, and then we have proprioception, which is body awareness. That's our muscles and joints of the body, and this could be conscious or unconscious. The vestibular, it, it, oh, this is in the proprioception. Uh, it's the vestibular. It's like your movement of your head in space, because that's in your whole body awareness part. We also have interoception, which is sensing the state of the internal body. I had also read another list, which included some of these, and I like this. Actually, I think these are great, too. Our sense of direction, our sense of time, and then sensing pressure. And then we have, which I loved this edition, the sense of humor. Of course, we do have our intuition as the overreaching sense, in my opinion, that if you're using all of your other senses, your intuition is going to help you survive and uh, know when to take action. <laughs> so the thing is, is that, yeah, we're limited human beings. I mean, we can't see without tools. We can't see molecular structures or we can't see cellular structures. We can't see these things that's like a clear way and you can say well we can see them now because we have tools but the point is if you didn't have the tools you can't see them not unless you're a superman so Vaclav Havel the former president of the Czech Republic said this the relationship to the world that modern science fostered and shaped now appears to have exhausted its potential it is increasingly clear that strangely the relationship is missing something Today, for instance, we may know immeasurably more about the universe than our ancestors did. And yet, it increasingly seems they knew something more essential about it than we do. Something that escapes us. The more thoroughly all our organs and their functions, their internal structure and biochemical reactions that take place within them are described, the more we seem to fail to grasp the spirit, purpose, and meaning of the system that they create together and that we experience as our unique self. So the idea is, is that, <laughs> I was going to make a point with one of the things that we cannot see and we can see a plant move with the wind or we can even see when we water a plant sometimes it'll kind of like slightly move because it's a drinking um you might notice something like that happening but you will not notice many things because they move in slow motion you might go to sleep one night and then the next day you'll notice that a plant a climber has climbed a tad or it's grown a, a bit and it's attached to uh, a fence or something like that but uh, the climbing of the plant um, or even any kind of movement of the plant they do move and you'll see Plants provide us with the perfect illustration of our sensory limitations and our ability to see their growth unless we use tools. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to put a um, link in the show notes, but also there's a link in the description of a YouTube uh, video, stress relief piece that from Conscious Life Space that you could actually listen to for a half an hour. It's very enjoyable. The video that is shown is the time-lapse videos of plants and their slow motion sped up. So we are able to see 
the beautiful dance of two fern fronds in their very beginnings. It's just incredible. And the video actually opens, I believe, with that. There are also just even the bloom of a flower. It's just, it's incredible. And when you start to see this um, and you realize that these little beings that live in slow motion, this is something that we need to remember, that we can't see all these things. But these little beings are are full of life. We need them for life. I think one of the things that some scientists, which I consider myself scientific and um, a logical thinker in many ways, I don't consider myself a dimwit or a dummy, and I recognize I don't know a lot of stuff, and I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. We can't know everything. And I have limitations, so if I make mistakes, call me out on it. But I do want to go on a little bit of a science rant because this all started when I was writing my sound healing series because uh, one of the problems that I found was that we as humans can sometimes become really set in our opinions and our ways. I want to always remain open to new ideas and if I'm wrong to be okay with that and to have a lot of flexibility. It's very important to learn to think critically and to recognize that any situation or problem that we face has many many different perspectives to it. We can um, view things from many different ways to try to find solutions to problems, think critically, and employ skepticism. At the same time, we must also remember that science does not have all the answers yet. Yet. It does not have all the answers yet to all the questions. It can sometimes take years for scientific proof to enter the textbooks and the mainstream. And let's remember that we didn't even have the ability to share information amongst one another at rapid speeds until the advent of the internet. We can now advance collective knowledge more rapidly. Some ideas remained hidden or were inaccessible until recently. Every year, our technology brings us new ways to view the world. Let's remember that. We cannot with our eyes, we cannot see microbes. We cannot see them unless we have a tool that allows us to see them. So it's like stars and distant galaxies and planets. We can't see them. We can see little boop, 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 little dots in the sky. But without the power of the tools to magnify it, we cannot see further. We can't, we don't, so we rely on tools. This is what we do. We have limitations. Let's recognize this. I think I made that point a couple of times here, but I might repeat myself a little bit here, but I think it's an important conversation. And I'm going to take this moment to say that I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a topic request, a question, you want to share a story, please do so by sending me an email to hello at consciouslife.guru. So we also have a scientific method to prove things, which again, works beautifully for many, many things. And sometimes you can even be wrong. I recently watched a TED talk where there was a scientist who was very famous. And of course I can't remember right now, I'll find it and put it in the links. But he was talking about the fact that they thought that there was something that they discovered. And it turns out that they didn't. Now he didn't publish that they thought whatever it was. Um, but someone else um, and one of his peers then at a conference 
did in fact publish something that turned out to be incorrect. And at one point in a huge conference, stood up in front of the audience and of other scientists and said, we were wrong, that doesn't exist. But another person at the conference, another scientist said, you know what, we were aware of what your problem was um, and we uh, that actually made them able to use the data about them being wrong and they were able to somehow use this information uh, to be able to know what not to look for and they discovered uh, what it was they the first scientists were um, looking for in the first place so um, admitting you're wrong is not a catastrophe sometimes scientific truths are known and studies remain tucked away in an archive and no one funds the next steps to bring the result to the general public through a product or other means. Studies need to be funded and the results of studies need to be acted upon. All right, so let's not even think about the funding. Let's think about like taking action because what good is information if you're not using it? Let us then question, probe, test, and know when you don't know. Not all questions or things are even studied. And sometimes that is because we don't yet have the tools to study them. So even though healing modalities exist out of mainstream science, like sound healing, it doesn't mean that these things do not work or are invalid. We mustn't limit ourselves by refusing to ask the questions and studying them and even admitting that we just don't know, hyphen, yet. Let's keep in mind that the sciences do not understand how consciousness works and consciousness can potentially play an integral role in healing. So the reason why I went on this little science tirade is for a couple of reasons. And one of them is because uh, when I was writing my articles on, on sound healing, which I still have one more to uh, share with you, um, which digs even deeper into the actual modalities. But um, this is important to consider when we're thinking about sound healing, but not just sound healing, but any other kind of healing modalities that we are not yet aware of, of how these things work. And it doesn't mean that they don't work. So let's just bring this back around to the whole spirituality thing, because what happens is, is sometimes scientists say that this kind of spiritual or holistic thing, it's woo-woo. And so any kind of healing that would take place that doesn't fit in the biochemical model is crap and that's just simply not true and uh, i'm not even gonna get into the whole placebo or placebo pla 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 placebo <laughs> i'm not gonna get into the whole placebo effect um, but the point is, is that there are things that work for people. Years ago, I had acupuncture. I had a horseback riding accident where I kind of flew off my horse and into like the side rail along around the ring. And my back hit the, my lower back hit the wall. And luckily, you know, that's all that happened was that I had like a huge massive bruise and limped for a couple of days. <laughs> But it was then that um, this area of my back was actually numb. It healed, you know, the bruises healed, but I had a numbness in it. Now I could even feel scar tissue inside my body. I just thought it was something I was going to have to live with. And then a few years later, my mom was, she's not with us anymore. She had arthritis. So, I mean, it also didn't help that she ate junk food a lot. 
she was suffering with arthritis. So I said, let's go to uh, Nan Lu. He is a acupuncturist. He's a um, Qigong, I don't even know how you say that right, master. I brought my mom there and we visited Nan Lu and um, I had a first treatment and I think I had maybe two more after that, but um, my numbness was gone. It was amazing. It was a miracle. Yes, indeed. Um, to me, it was a miracle. So recently I wrote in one of my articles about an encounter I had with my cousin who is a scientist. And um, I don't know, I forget what I said. And he said, oh, it's not a miracle, it's science. <laughs> but let's talk about that for a moment because um, to me, I know that it's science, but also I think science is a miracle. So, and he wasn't being condescending or mean or whatever. He was just saying that because he's a scientist and that's what they do. And I'm not a scientist, so I believe in science. Took science in college, some classes, plant biology, uh, physics, you know, all that fun stuff. Anyway, so, <laughs> so the point that I'm trying to make is, is that for our words have meaning. So for me, it's a miracle. It's science and a miracle. They're both. They're synonyms for me. Um, I got totally... <laughs> I just got completely lost in my conversation here because I'm cray-cray. We're going to get back to this. I believe in possibility and acknowledging that, that we really don't understand everything. My hope is that all the sciences, every branch and every subset within it, physicists, biologists, chemists, geologists, etc., will work together and collaborate with one another to bring us to a new understanding of how things work. My hope for humanity is that our egos will get out of the way and that biologists and chemists will stop fighting that biologists and chemists will stop fighting to sustain and maintain the old model which has served us well for the most part but has become stagnant and burdened by special interests using a single and limited model of science to explain everything just doesn't make sense. The biochemical model is in many ways incredible and amazing. Things like laser, orthoscopic, and other tools and instruments used in procedures and surgeries that can treat people. Amazing! Now I know laser is like kind of physics type whatever, but um, you know some of these tools, but this, the, those are the things that are actually working. The things that when people come together because we find the problem, we know what's causing it or whatever, and then we are able to do some things about it. There has been an infiltration of like physics and different disciplines as things like lasers and orthoscopic um, surgeries and other tools and instruments are used in procedures and surgeries that can treat people. So this is happening, but it's taking a really long time. So let's speed it up, scientists. By the way, those tools aren't even chemicals, so we are making progress. And yes, I want the orthopedic surgeon and doctor to set a broken bone or perform surgery to place screws in my leg when needed so I can walk again. I'm not saying that those... Uh, kind that's not necessary because it totally is let's just recognize also that most illnesses develop over a long period of time and only a small percentage that are treated are the result of an accident or other trauma the model of farming out pharmaceuticals for any and every woe can result in many humans spending a lifetime on medication instead of healing there is a name for this which scientists came up with because it is a true fact it is called um, yai, yao, yai, 
Yitrogenic uh, drug dependence. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-I-C. And this is a study that has been done by scientists. <laughs> this model is detrimental to humans in many ways. It's structured to prescribe drug that which, for the most part, treats symptoms and not the cause of the disease. And just to bring something up, too, I would like to also mention there is a senior lecturer in neuroscience at Lund University, um, Heinrich uh, Jorntel. Um, again, my pronunciation is not always great. He argues for a new approach to studying the brain and gives us a great example of the problems that exist between in the sciences and the pharmacal, pharmacal, the pharmaceutical industry. So, uh, and I'm quoting him here. Typical strategies when it comes to common neurological and psychiatric diseases are to identify one type of receptor in the brain that can be targeted with drugs to solve the whole problem. For example, SSRIs, which block absorption of serotonin in the brain so that more is freely available, are currently used to treat a number of different mental health problems, including depression but they don't work for many patients. And there may be a placebo effect involved when they do. Similarly, epilepsy is today widely seen as a single disease and is treated with anticonvulsant drugs, which work by dampening the activity of all neurons. Such drugs don't work for everyone either. You've heard it a million times before. Again, there are many drugs that can be quite amazing and effective and help people. The other thing that I just want to bring up about this uh, in my rant to my science rant today, which is actually taking longer than I thought. Um, so the thing that I wanted to mention here is about the epilepsy. And um, uh, also, there is a doctor who studied, um, uh, he's an Israeli doctor, and um, he studied with a team of scientists um, cannabis and how it affects the body. He has done the most, uh, the National Institute of Health actually funded him um, from the United States, and uh, the work has continued. Anyway, so this huge body of work basically proved tons of stuff, but then um, one of the things that happened was is the, the body of work was never utilized. Now, now it's coming back into play because cannabis has become a thing where it's legalized for medical use. Um, and, but one of the things that it does treat, and even, I don't even think, uh, I think also CBD oil, which is, um, has only a tiny, tiny amount of THC, can also be used to treat, uh, treat, I don't know why I keep saying that, <laughs> to treat epilepsy. So I want to just take a moment and, um, to point that out. And sometimes we even need a drug that might even, um, you know, so like when a human, when a body goes into a coma, one of the benefits of a coma, believe it or not, is that it is your body's uh, way to allow it to begin to regenerate and heal itself. And it can go either way. You can either not do that or it will, that real um, state of rest can allow your body to rebuild itself. It's, it's giving you the time to do that. If you take a uh, drug, sometimes it can give you the relief from pain or from some other symptom, but this is not all cases. 
one size doesn't fit all, right? That's the thing. So, you know, and there's also now many hospitals are actually implementing Reiki and other modalities alongside uh, their traditional allopathic medicine. One reason why we don't have solid evidence on how sound works, solid evidence on how many different healing modalities outside of the specific biochemical realm, is that special interests and compartmentalization amongst scientists limits our knowledge. Joint efforts might disrupt the status quo for some scientists not willing to take risks, and there remains a great divide amongst scientists who are limiting themselves to one model. There are tons of scientists who are breaking boundaries who are taking risks, who are, but there still are these old kind of staid ways that get in the way of progress, really. Do the medical schools and other researchers intermingle physics and a holistic approach that includes energetic fields and quantum physics? We need to expand our minds and innovate. We need to consider the energetic model and stop denying a whole approach to health and well-being. And obviously prevention and getting rid of some processed foods might help a little bit, but um, prove me wrong, scientists. Show me that you're all cooperating and sharing information and creating f***ing amazing stuff. Now, this whole long science rant, which I hoped I can make some sense of here, I'm, I think I kind of explored this topic because... Well, one, because I was writing about the sound healing and there is evidence uh, to support this, that it works. And, um, and it's such a complex subject, but we also don't have certain tools, but we cannot measure certain things. So we can't fit into the old um, structured model. So, ugh. all right, I'm done rambling for today because... I'd love to know your opinion. I'd love to expand more on this topic in the future. Send me questions, send me comments, send me topics you'd like to hear about. And there goes all the dogs in the neighborhood barking. So that's my cue to sign off. Now, I would like to just take a quick moment to remind you that there is a resource library available to you. There are downloadable meditations. There are some workbooks on gardening there are a lot of different tools to help navigate this uh, beautiful and complex world. You can uh, access the resource library when you subscribe to the newsletter. Go to this website. It is getit, G-E-T-I-T dot consciouslife.guru. I will put the link um, here and also in the show notes. If you have any questions, please send them to hello at consciouslife.guru. I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the channel of YouTube if you're here or to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And please leave a review. It means a lot. And don't forget to check out our website, consciouslife.guru Until next time Music in this production includes God Fury by Anno Domini Beats Birds by Silent Partner and Cast of Pods by Doug Maxwell